Hello, Geordie. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Good to see your shiny little face again. I oh, don't. I am always shiny. It's not a good thing. It's called How's hormones. It How's, How's it going this week? Have you had a tough week? Poor Michelle stuck in that tiny little flat during second lockdown in Switzerland. Oh, you poor things. You and Andres in that tiny little flat with only the Matterhorn to look at. Skiing all day, sleeping until noon. It must be so hard for you. It's a terrible life. Such a fa- <laughs> fancy little bitch that I am. No, I know it's it. No, it's been great. <laughs> Lockdown hasn't been hasn't been a hardship. How's it been for you? Uh, same old. Because luckily the kids are back at school. I don't have to um, homeschool them, which is good. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any good visits? Is Hot Posty coming around these days? Oh, Hot Posty. Yeah, I've seen him a few times. I've gone off him, Michelle. Yeah, okay. Gone off him. What's happened? Who? Nothing. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's very sweet. She's lovely. But the initial uh, buzz has gone. <laughs> yeah. So he sees you in full no makeup now. <laughs> Rollers. I don't care if I'm in a tracksuit. Exactly. Well, I told you that time he came to the door and I was like, oh, if I'd known it was you, I, I would have gotten changed. I'm wearing my pyjamas. He said, I've seen worse. Oh, what does that mean? I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it was a compliment. I've had a really hard time this week. I have to accept that I need to wear, when I'm not wearing my glasses, I'm wearing my contacts, right? And when I'm wearing my contacts, I still can't read very well. So I need to still wear my glasses at a certain angle so I can see things. And also, I've got really fat thumbs and fingers. So when I'm texting, you may have noticed that there's quite a lot of... Uh, errors? Text errors, errors, yeah. Um, I re- I sent a message to a friend of mine this week asking if he had been... He's a married man. I asked if he'd been furloughed again. And... Luckily, I reread it before I sent it because it said it, it turned the word furloughed, which is a ridiculous word anyway, into are you dumping her again? <gasps> no. So glad I reread it. Oh, my God. You could have caused marital strife. I could have. Oh, my God. I could have been in so much trouble. Oh, dear. <gasps> so luckily, I rectified that mistake. But from now on, I've got to just I can't just flip, 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 like tip, tap, tip, tap, tip, tap, and then flip it off, like send off the text. I have got to take my time. Or I've discovered talking into the phone. Oh, I love that. that. I love that. It's so much better. So much better. Because honestly, autocorrect, I know there's all like, holy shit, autocorrect or whatever those websites are, but it does fuck with your texts. Yes. And I and yours have been quite funny at times. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I wish I could remember the worst ones, but no, 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 no. Often I get people writing things back with question marks and exclamation marks and saying, I don't understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm you're the it. only one. I think you should just talk in emojis. <laughs> like like all the kids. Um, all the kids do like it. Like the kids. Listen, uh, so we're back again. This is our podcast. It's called... And it's uh, a couple of friends, Michelle and me, Geordie, just talking about anything we like. And it can be supernatural, super random, random and super normal. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. It's our catchphrase. Um, So tell me, Geordie, what what on earth are we talking about today? Well, before we talk about what we're talking about today, <laughs> which is kind of an extension of last week's, uh, we t- last week we talked about, it was the spirits, wasn't it? Spirits and apparitions. Do we have more apologies and to make? We have a few apologies, oh, just just a few things to just, uh, you know, <laughs> touch up. upon. Um, for a start, 
College was that the is that the episode where we talked about college? Yeah, the, you tried to explain to people what a, what a college was. Yeah, it's a learning school. institution. I made yeah. fun of you. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, that's because in England there is no O levels anymore. It's called GCSEs. Told you. And I knew that, but oh, I didn't. No, I say didn't say that, that at the time because I'd forgotten. No, you called it. You called it O levels. And A levels. A levels is what I called okay. it. A level college, which it probably is the most similar thing to college in Canberra. And in America, the, lo- the closest thing I could find was poss- possibly it's sophomore or junior. I don't know. That's all I could find out. And I just wanted to explain to people what knockdown ginger was. Yeah, I have no idea still. No, I do, but it's like the naughty stuff. I bet you've played it. I don't you know. No, I've never. Victorian scruff. No, I've never popped a poo on someone's <laughs> doorstep. But that's what. No, that's it's... how you explained it. I don't. <laughs> and then he I think that's it. a different game. Oh dear. That's a different one. It's called Knockdown Ginger or Ding Dong Ditch. You know that one. Or Chapped or Run Chappies. I don't what know what the it's hell? <laughs> or Knock Knock Zoom Zoom. So if that gives you an idea of what it is, it's basically knock on the door and run away so somebody opens the door and no one's there. Boring. They're ri- whatever. They are ridiculous names. I think he made them up. I didn't. I found them on Wikipedia. <laughs> Who says that's real? Who says that's true? <laughs> well, listen, last week we were talking about apparitions and I, I, you had that great story from your friend Ben from college. Hi, Ben. And I, hi, Ben. I hope he's listening. He's probably... No, never I'd again. He's got his back turned and his arms tightly folded at this point, especially at me. But there was also Pandora, Portugal, who, who wrote in. She had a third experience, which I didn't think was appropriate for the spirits. It's more of a... Let's call it a, a haunting or a visitation Ooh, or something. Spooky. And it's a similar, and I had a very similar experience as well. So I've got a story here. Shall I just read it out to you? Yeah, go on. Go on. I'm listening. Let's get straight into it. All right. Whilst living in another flat, Pandora would wake up with the feeling of somebody waving their hand in front of her face when she was asleep. Try it with your eyes closed. You will notice that somehow you can sense the movement. So like flapping in front of your face. She also felt she was being watched while in her bedroom as Pandora says, like two bigger eyes. Oh, that's mm. a little creepy, creepy voyeur. You know, I had this yeah. happen to me when I was young. What, two big eyes staring <laughs> at you? No. Through the peephole. <laughs> there, there was always a peephole. No, did you ever see that movie, Bad Ronald? God, yes. Oh, oh my God, that's horrible. With the peephole <gasps> and he gets... He gets trapped behind the, the walls and the family He's locked moves. under the stairs, isn't no, he? No, they built him a separate room oh. and then the family oh, died and moved out and a new family moved in oh. and he puts peepholes in the in the walls. Oh, mm. my God. I hadn't remembered that. Horrific. My, if Steph, my sister, is listening to this. Is that Australian? Dad Ronald. She knows. She knows this movie. But, uh, no. Uh, so, anyway, when I was living in my you know family home, little little kid in the suburbs in Canberra, I had my own room and it was near the gate and I swear more than once there was some dude looking through my window because we didn't have curtains because it was behind the gate. Oh no! Yes! And and so when you feel like someone's watching you, maybe they are because that's what happened. They quite often are. Anyway, back to Pandora. Pandora. So she felt these two big eyes staring at her. So she started having problems sleeping. Every night she would hear groups chanting and percussion instruments that started quietly and then became louder. (gasps) Do you know, again, I had something weird like this happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) But, But no, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would hear the cutlery going like mad in the cutlery drawer. 
all the time. Oh. Like some when you were growing yes, up. Yes, when I was growing up as a kid, somebody with their hands just rattling all the cutlery. Anyway, back to Pandora. Wasn't it? It was it Jen just doing the washing up after a very long day with four children. <laughs> Could be. I <laughs> did. You're just like flat on your back as usual. <laughs> back to Pandora. Sorry, um, Pandora. Back to Pandora. What was I saying? Oh yeah, the vi- she so the sound would come would start quietly and then get louder. And a vision she'd have like a vision to accompany accompany it um, of a crowd in an open area dancing and chanting around a fireplace. It would manifest, and Pandora would see herself amongst it all, trying desperately to get out. So this woman is trapped in some awful like waking nightmare or something. Pandora has a Catholic background, so she could only think of praying, but she kept forgetting the prayers that normally she knew by heart. Sometime later, with Pandora's little mind praying like crazy and hearing herself breathing heavily so she could finally wake herself up. Um, that's all I've written. I don't know why that sentence is like it is. Somebody wasn't paying attention. Anyway, next line says, that was every night. So she had big bags under her eyes. Like Other me. unexplained events and me. Other unexplained events occurred and ultimately it ended once and for all one night when she had some sort of panic attack with her heart beating wildly and the morbid chill of impending death. She saw a black shadow on the ceiling of her room. Now, this actually gives me shivers. I don't like this at all. Bloody scary. Shivers me timbers. Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) So, So anyway, this thing's on her ceiling. She swore at it and it looked down at her with hatred. Pandora found this part hard to explain as it was, a, it was a shadow, but she still, she knew what she saw, a bit like Ben last week. He, she knew what it was. And they talked. What? They talked to each other. Pandora doesn't remember anything about what they discussed apart from her asking for it to leave her alone. And she said, then it did. Oh. Huh. Now, the reason why I find this story so frightening is because when I first moved to London, I had a very similar experience. What the hell? And I've been hinting at this. I'm sure I've told you've you about been, it before, but let me Yeah, but you, I, you probably told me and I forgot. Yeah, it's a bit like you when you're sitting down in front of a very riveting TV <laughs> program. You're like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. I want to be, you know, up to date with the latest episode. And then obviously you fall asleep or it goes in one ear and out yeah, the other. Yeah, that's my life. <laughs> so what happened? Um, I'll tell you. I had a very similar experience when I first lived in London in a squatted council flat on Great Titchfield Street. It was called Linton House, I believe. Um, I was 19 years old and living in a one-bedroom flat with my friend and travelling companion, Joe. We spent our days busking for change and our nights partying with friends at the big squats nearby. So there was a lot of squatting at that time. We had a great time, a good group of friends who were still in touch with, most of them actually. The Vicarage was one of them on Great Osnaburg Street and Googe Place, number 13 and 14, I think they were. They were knocked together at the top. Joe and I had just returned from hitchhiking to Glastonbury and whilst there had taken a lot of LSD, mushrooms and smoked a ton of oh dope. Oh my And eaten God. some as you well. You naughty, and naughty girls. One by one we lost it. Her first, then me. And I lost it spectacularly. But in the end it was fine, you know. It's a shame because The Cure were playing and Sinead O'Connor. It was a really weird experience actually. The next day when I finally came down to Earth, I had an awful, such a terrible night. The next day I had to go and see The Cure because I used to love them loads and I went and what I, I believe I saw them I can't remember but I must have seen them because I remember waiting for Sinead O'Connor to yeah, finish she was on before them <laughs> that's it and behind I turned around behind me was my 
dear friend from Bateman's, from Maruya High School. What? Russell Sawyer was standing right behind me. I was like, what the hell are you doing here? It was magical. Was it a, it a hallucination? No, oh, it was okay, real. Okay, it was okay. really there. Really there. <laughs> Wow. It was just so so odd. And I was like, mate, I can't even talk. I'm not very well. <laughs> anyway, so that, that was a hell of a ride. And we got back from there and we were living in our little place. And um, I think it was, some, yeah, it was summer. So it wasn't long after Glastonbury. Um, and so I put this experience down to, absolutely put it down to losing my shit on LSD, basically. So I'd be napping. And I could hear, like, like in the day, I didn't have anything really to do. I think Joe had a job or something, and she'd be out all day socialising or whatever she was doing. And I'd be having a nap, say, in the middle of the day, and I could hear, it was the World Cup 1990 at the time, and I could hear it going on, the neighbours, you know, yelling at the TV and stuff. It was very was exciting. Was Italia? Italia. And it was Italy, wasn't I it? I believe it yes. was. Yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. And I, the first time it happened, I was lying on one side and I could hear the, from the corner of the room, it sounded very similar to what Pandora said. It sounded like people rattling change in their hands and, and like little, like vavuzelers, you know, those things oh, they play at the football yeah. matches. Blah, 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 those things. Lots, but lots of layers of sound all coming from a corner of the room. And it came snaking down. I could hear it snaking down. I couldn't move, though. I was awake enough to understand what was going on thinking, am I dreaming? Am I awake? I can't move. But I feel like I'm consciously thinking, so I must be awake, but I just can't move. Were your so eyes open? So came down till it was so close to my ear that my ear started to kind of crackle a bit. It was painful. It was hurting. And it went away and came back a couple of times. And eventually, like Pandora, I could hear myself breathing to try and get myself, you know, to move. And eventually I heard the door go and I heard Joe walk in and I thought, oh, thank goodness, she's here. I'll, I'll be able to snap myself out of it now. And I felt her put her hand on my head, yet still I could not move. A couple of minutes later, I finally shook myself out of it. And I called her name. She wasn't there. Two minutes later, she walked in the door. Oh. I said, Are you, had you already been here? And she's like, no, I've just come in now. I told her she was very sweet. She, she was very, you know... <laughs> You could tell she didn't believe me, but she was like, okay, <laughs> you're probably just having a bit of a, you know. Calm down, it's calm down. Yeah, or a repeat performance or whatever. Anyway, so something was still in my system because it was like days after. There was no sleep to be had in Glastonbury. We were mental. Anyway, um, so that was that. The next occasion, there's a few other experiences that I, and I, it got to the point where I couldn't even sleep alone. So Joe and I would sleep on this double mattress in the front. It was a one bedroom flat. There was a bedroom, a bed in the front room and we'd sleep together. And a couple of times, cause I'd be, she'd be out there entertaining people or whatever. I had to, I had a job actually. I remember now I did have a job and I had to get up early the next morning. So I'd be in like in there sleeping. And there's a little radio that we found by the, on the road. It didn't work. We tried plugging it in, didn't work. Um, one night it woke no. me up because it was like all over the shop, you know, no. kind of tuning itself up and Pirate down. Pirate radio. And I thought it was her. Yeah, I thought it was her fucking around. So I yelled and they came in, her and her two buddies came in. And again, we tried the radio, nothing worked. I was like, oh God, what's going oh on God. with me? I started to get a bit like Pandora, couldn't sleep. I looked like I had bags under my eyes. I was really struggling. It was awful. I was so unhappy. Um, and the final, the final thing happened, and I'm going to let Joe take over from me at this point because her recollection of this. Because you remember, I don't think she believes me at this point. Because this does, oh, I didn't put this does sound down. like you know, like a bad, bad, like 
LSD kind of um, flashback. What a dickhead. <laughs> right, bear with me, please, caller. She's called it creepy experience. So tell me what happened. What What does Joe say? I'll tell you. I will tell you as soon as I <laughs> found it. I'm such an idiot. Someone didn't do their homework. Okay, here we go. Creepy experience. The year was 1990 and Geordie and I were living in a little flat not far from Oxford Street. So I've told you that bit already. I can cut that out. We had acquired it after a chance meeting in a pub with a woman who gave us the key to the front door. She'd been offered it as a housing commission and was desperate to be able to refuse it and not go to the bottom of the list. Oh, this is a bit boring. I won't say that. Blah, blah, blah. Nice community. So... We had a nice community in the area, but as the weeks went on, Geordie became increasingly unable to cope with being home alone. She complained that there were times when she would experience a kind of paralysis. Her eyes shut, she would hear people moving around the room, gossiping and laughing, like it was a party. <laughs> in, your, in your mind. Or simply, <laughs> or simply a radio on very close. These episodes would only last short whiles, the noises would stop abruptly and she would be able to open her eyes again and move. And she was terrified. That's true. I hadn't heard or felt anything but believed Geordie, though with no real idea of how frightened she must have been. Though then I had an experience I have never oh, no. forgotten. Geordie had asked a friend, Moira, <gasps> whose grandmother had had Moira. the sixth sense for help and invited her round on the day in question. It all went badly as Moira refused to even come in and, and had given us some advice. If anything happens, she said, repeat to yourselves, by the grace of God, be gone and you'll okay. be safe. Is, is, I, don't, I don't remember. Is Moira, Moira a bit witchy? <laughs> Probably, yes, I'd say so. I didn't know that about you, Moise. <laughs> I'm, sure she'd love, I'm sure she'd love to be described as that. I think she's got oh, some crystals. You know. That night, Geordie was upset. She hated her job and she and I were arguing a lot. She was asleep when I came to bed and I lay there on my back in the dark trying to dream. All of a sudden, an old woman walked into my head, that's the only way I can describe it, and started ranting at me. I remember her clearly telling me that I had to put someone's what? eyes out. I knew with certainty, yeah, I knew with certainty that this was not my brain making stuff up, but it was an external force communicating with me and she was <gasps> not She's an East End geezer. What? Get your eyes out. She's oh. an East End geezer. Get your eyes out. Eyes out. My mind instinctively began reciting the phrase Moira had suggested and all hell broke loose. <gasps> I had reached the word grace. If you remember the words, the phrase was by the grace of God be gone. So she had gotten to by the grace in my mind. And, when I, and then I felt an enormous weight in my mind and body pinning me to the mattress and slowing time. So I could hear myself trying to form the phrase like someone was dialing down the speed on a record player. Oh so it was like, by God. the royal, that kind of <gasps> thing. At the same time, a chorus of sound erupted above me, uh, around me. It seemed like 40 voices, male and female, swooping around us in a circle, whooping the whole range of octaves. She explained it to me at the time, like, hoo, hoo, ha, ha, like in a big circle. Like you could no. see, almost hear where the sound was, which is similar to my experience with the trumpets and the coins. That's insane. Yeah. I managed to move my head sure. to face, so she's awake during all this. To face Geordie, who was still asleep, and suddenly she rose in the air. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! The voices began to swirl around her, and she began no. to scream and struggle. No! Oh my god, did this happen? Floating about a foot above the fucking bed. Oh Excuse my, my language. I, god. She didn't write that, I put that in. Now, in the morning, 
I'll tell you what I remembered in, the, in a minute. Finally, my mind finished the phrase and everything just stopped. Geordie dropped back onto the bed and was able to move again. And I was able to move again. She looked at me absolutely terrified and said, <laughs> she wants me to put out her eyes. Then oh, we, my God. Yeah. No. She says, then we fell asleep. But I, my recollection of that night was... Um, yeah, I'd been terrified most nights. I've been having awful experience most nights. So that was there was no difference. And yes, I was very cranky with Joe at that time. I remember because I felt just probably really alone, and I was quite grouchy, and it was tough. Probably because I wasn't sleeping properly. Yeah. Um, but I remember the next morning, I got up cranky as all hell, and she was just staring at me, saying, "Are we going to talk about last night?" And I was like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" She said, the <gasps> presence. And I got really angry with her. I was like, what the fuck are you on about? I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, the woman in the room. I was like, I still, I said, Geordie, she said, Geordie, I've got to tell you what happened last night. I don't, I said, I don't remember a thing. I didn't remember a thing. I had a really creepy dream where yeah. I was saying, I, I felt that horrible feeling that Pandora mentioned of dread, that morbid chill of oh. impending death. I was sitting in a very dark room with someone and I was saying, go away leave me alone go away leave me alone but apparently i was screaming those words as i was lifted off the bed according to joe oh my god so somehow there was like some kind (laughs) of is it symbiosis or like you were connecting into each other's dreams she wasn't asleep um michelle she hadn't gone to sleep she was lying there in the dark she said she said to me in the morning i didn't sleep a wink all night in the no. story she says we both fell asleep but i think she's forgotten the bit that she was just looking at me like i believe you now and we couldn't go back into that flat again we had to sleep no, upstairs we had a, a guy upstairs gaddy who was our oh. neighbor and he was he was a, um, a lovely gay man who always oh. had a young chap living with him he of called course. them house boys it wasn't very nice <laughs> poor chaps they were always scottish as well apparently the first one was jimmy somerville his name he wasn't he, Des, was it? No, it was Jimmy Somerville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dennis Neal. Not Des. Um, so he had the, the little... No, um, little run chaps, away! But, yeah, he said that he used to do the vacuuming around the flat singing, Run away, turn away! And he thought it was dreadful and he couldn't believe it, so he sacked <laughs> him off. And a few weeks later, he was number one on Top of the Pops. Oh, he missed he missed a trick there. He did, but Gary and his it was always a party at Gary's place. He had some great friends, some wonderful drag queens who were in Oliver. You know, this one of them used to be in Oliver. It was amazing oh. the people we met, but the party never ended. And for Joe yeah. and I, we'd have to sleep on the floor because remember these flats are one bedders, and we'd have to sleep on the floor in the lounge room. We'd be absolutely exhausted. And he was really into it. That year was the year that Elton John's Sacrifice came out. <laughs> that one yep it's no sacrifice. that one and it was always on that drove me nuts but yeah that was that was tough that was a tough time of my life and clearly joe's as well she was, she's never forgotten it she when she told me it again recently it did put chills in in my in my blood I oh my cold. god yeah. oh yeah. would you know what this story actually reminds me or not of my story but well, back in, in the 90s in Sydney, uh, there was this band of like super cute little girls um, called Phallic Shift. And I knew them. Yeah, I know that was their band name, Phallic Shift. It's a brilliant name. And I knew them because I was working at a record store and I was friends with Sarah, who was in the band. And they were so nice, like literally couldn't play their instruments, but it was kind of a little bit punk. They were just really, really nice girls. 
um, just cool girls. Anyway, they there were three of them, and they moved into a share house. And I wish I could remember the suburb, but I remember this story that they told them. It told me, which is they moved into this place, and it was amazing, like one of those beautiful old Sydney homes, you know, like classic. With the iron lace on the front. Yeah, all terrace. of that. And they could not believe their luck. They just thought they had, you know, like hit the jackpot. And anyway, it was all fantastic until after a few weeks they started hearing weird noises and then shit kind of got progressively weirder until one night one of the girls and I can't remember which one I don't think it was Sarah I think it might have been her name might have been Judith and uh, she was asleep and she got woken up by this evil demon who was trying to have sex with her ew yes and she said she felt this weight pinning her down but also it was like pinning her arms back it was pulling the covers off her and trying to pull her pants down and literally have demon sex with her so she freaked out and ran into like one of the other girls rooms and they were a bit like joe oh yeah okay Mm, like not really (laughs) believing her (laughs) and she was terrified and so the next night she insisted like come on girls you have to sleep in my room with me and they're like yeah 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 so all three of them were in the bed and again this demon turns up this time all three of them are like (gasps) at various points pinned down they're like the covers are being ripped off them they're like having to try and hold on to their pants because this evil demon is literally trying to like get rapey with them my god three girls are experiencing this at once yes and they weren't asleep so they say and even if they Mm. were like it is this connected experience that all three of them and they, I mean, they were completely freaked out and they managed to like free themselves from this bed, ran out of the house, got in the car, drove around until sun up, went back, packed up their shit and never went back to that house. Got the hell out. Yeah. I'm, but just awful. Oh, no. And she came in and told me and she was fucking terrified telling me mm-hmm. about this mm. story. And I really believed her because she was so scared, you know. Mm. So, Yes. Watch it out makes for the you wonder, doesn't it? Yes. What the hell could it be? I mean, can it be? At the time, I was looking into it thinking, um, people were telling me all sorts of things. You know, I ended up sleeping most of the time over at the vicarage after that, and I had some girlfriends over there who were quite spiritual. And they would say it's things like, it's, a, it's an echo from another um, dimension that was mentioned. I mean, I, I don't really know, but... Um, I looked into it recently and I think you looked into something similar and carbon monoxide poisoning came up. Something which we didn't even know about that you could die from. No. Um, and often it can be the, the, the cause of all sorts of hallucinations. It can be linked to haunted houses and it has been since the 1920s. And there's evidence from a research group led by Olaf Blank which shows the brain can trick people into feeling the presence of a ghostly apparition. Carbon monoxide is odourless and colourless and produced when you have a gas leak in your home. The silent killer can be breathed in without you even knowing it's there. Symptoms include dizziness, nausea, tiredness and confusion, auditory hallucinations as well as shortness of breath. But I don't think we actually experienced any of those things. It's more likely to have been the drugs, to be honest. (laughs) There's an interview with the radio show This American Life with a toxicologist called Albert Donay, and he said, carbon monoxide poisoning can cause all manner of hallucinations, audio, visual, feeling strange things on their skin and when, when there was nothing there. 
People often report that they hear noises in their ears, bells ringing and rushing sounds. But no pants pulling down um, is mentioned (laughs) And and no sheets flying off them. (laughs) I mean, I have read this too, that carbon monoxide poisoning can be super serious. And... But also, there are other things too, like infrasound. Yes, so, I've got that here. Yeah, yeah, low frequency sound waves that can really like fuck with your mind and cause feelings yeah. of like discomfort and vibrations in your body. And um, also like connected to the electromagnetic field yeah. around you, but also that, that's part of your body. I, I, I'm, I'm speaking like I know what I'm talking about, really don't. Well, but... I have um, a little example here of, of infrasound that I've got. Oh, you please. might not have it. No, I don't it's, know um, it. An example where contemporary pieces of live music were laced with infrasound and the audience were then asked to describe their reactions to the music. More unusual experiences were reported when infrasound was present. So chills down the spine, Ooh. feeling nervous, waves of fear and uneasy or sorrowful emotions. Could it also be that awful chill of impending doom? Maybe, maybe. But then... You had mentioned something on last week's podcast about incubus succubus. Succubus. And su- it's such a horrible word, succubus. It's like you just want to <laughs> suck, suck you. I don't know. It's not nice. Well, but okay, I think this so is a little. That's probably incubus was the one that tried to that rape my friend Sarah. Girls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's all those beautiful paintings, isn't there, of the of the incubus uh, sitting on the lady's chest, very gothic. Yeah, it's like a little creature sitting on a on a dress, and she's lying there, ravaged in her nightgown. God, whenever you um, say that, I always just remember all the goths in Canberra. My God, do you know with the, with the, like white white pancake makeup and yeah. oh gosh, grimly fiendish. It might be forty degrees. Yep, hot outside, but they've got those velvet coats and their oh, high necked Victorian. Yep. Dripping that pancake makeup off right into that velvet. (laughs) So if you want to talk about incubus and succubus or incubi, um, an incubus is a fiend in male form who, according to myth and legend, will lie upon a sleeping woman in order to engage in sex acts, usually to rape and impregnate their victim so as to introduce a baby that's half demon into the world. A victim might not be aware, the victim may not be aware that this is going on night after night until her health suddenly deteriorates, deteriorates. And she gives birth to a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And she hosts the incubus's parasitic baby or she dies from exhaustion. Oh my God, she'd be, no, 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 Yes, you're right, Michelle. No. The female version is called the succubus. Okay. Oh God. I just, that just reminds me of a suck. The crucible. That just reminds me of a little suckling baby or something Sucking pig yeah the earliest fictional account is called the epic of gilgamesh do you remember the la 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 yeah, the smurfs yeah yeah that was gilgamesh. the baddie's name wasn't it yeah of course yeah. from ancient mesopotamia that is regarded as the earliest surviving great work of literature and the second oldest religious text after the pyramid texts okay getting a bit historical here not hysterical <laughs> in true. it gilgamesh's father is an incubus. So Gilgamesh, whoever he is, spawn, is spawn demon. of demons. Spawn. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So how they do it is, want to hear? Yeah, yeah. This is how they do it. They put their victim into a trance so they cannot move or call for help and they have their wicked fun. The idea of such creatures has been told through the ages by many different cultures. In the German Alps, there's a vampiric <laughs> creature known as the Nachzera. Nacht, 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 Nacht,
Nachtzera. But this guy is said to be created from suicide as it feeds off the dead body. Ew. Also, if a plague, I know, if a plague has been through a village, the originator or first to die is known as the Nachtzera. So it's not, so surely that's, is that the same? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if he's a succubus, incubus, but okay. So, but the, he only comes during sleep. Yes. Okay. So. Because did you, do you remember a few years back? And I've never seen these movies. Um, paranormal, no, yeah, Paranormal Activity. No, I oh, no, I did see one of them. Yes. Okay, so there's yeah. a there's some actress in that, Natasha Blazik. She was in the second one, Paranormal Activity Two, and she nice. she was on this morning with Philip Schofield, and she was on there saying that she'd had sex with a ghost. Ew. Twice. Twice, and he Twice? yeah, and he was there saying, "So you 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 had actual penetrative sex with a ghost?" And she's like, "Philip, <laughs> creep!" And it's she was there, ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and she was there just going, "Uh, yeah." And she said, ha- "Hands were pushing against her, against her will, yeah. and she could feel mm. the weight of like something on top of her." <laughs> and then <laughs> she said she could feel the energy, and then she was very confused, and then she relaxed. And then it was very, very pleasurable. <gasps> yes. She said that on the morning show. She said that. Oh. She did. And then he came back <laughs> and they did it again a month later. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You... I bet the producers are there like, cut, cut, go to commercial. I bet, and this I bet, disgusting. I bet all her marketing team, her marketing team are like, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. he said something creepy at the end, like, Oh, I hope oh, hope that ghost shows up for another lovely time or something. Like, oh, Philip. I know, Philip. But you know, I wonder if that is somehow connected to this mm. um, uh, sleep paralysis idea, incubus, yes. and also—it's <laughs> such a gross word—nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> i.e. sleep orgasm because really wet dream if she's having a good time like i mean why wouldn't you (laughs) why wouldn't you do it with a ghost (laughs) if it's gonna be a fun time i just had to have a very big gulp of my um bloody mary there so shocked yes well sleep paralysis is a thing so much so that i found some information about that on the nhs direct website nhs has it Bloody yep. hell. Yep. All right. Yep. 11% of the population is affected by sleep paralysis. And it's kind of what I think you were experiencing last week when you said Andreas had gotten up and creaked on a floorboard and oh. said, it's it's raining. And you went, what? <laughs> and he was fast asleep next to you. According to NHS Direct, it is normal to hallucinate during sleep paralysis and you are advised not to worry about it. Okay. You may feel as though someone is in your room or pushing you down. These feelings and the fear can last several minutes, but you are in sleep mode and you will not be able to move. So basically what your brain does when you're asleep is it shuts everything down. You cannot move. Okay. And But if your eyes are open, yeah. Because I know some people in my family sleep with their eyes open, my daughter and my husband. Ooh. It's quite oh. distressing. That's that's yeah, not he gets, good. He gets eye infections oh, sometimes Jesus. because of it. Oh, poor Big googly eyes can't. He has got enough eyelid to go oh, over it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Patty. Um, yeah. So you're in sleep mode. You can't sleep mode, and you can't move. And your brain is active, and your eyes are open. So you'll experience dreaming as hallucinations instead. 
Sleep paralysis is linked with insomnia, disrupted sleep patterns. So, for example, shift workers, people who haven't had like proper sleep, maybe people who've been taking a lot of drugs recently. Um, Jet lag, jet lag's a good one. Yeah, okay. Narcolepsy, PTSD, general anxiety, panic disorder, or a family history of sleep paralysis. Avoid sleeping on your back, they say, as it exacerbates the experience. Okay. According, yeah. Blimey. According to some websites, sleep paralysis can be the cause of people believing they have an incubus or a succubus, an alien abduction, or astral traveling, which is looking down on yourself as you leave your body. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I've had people, I know, okay, I know people who have done that. Yeah. Gitalic build. It happens more than we think. <laughs> yeah. Huh? No, one of the uh, lovely chaps from, from Zermatt here, a real character, Bill. He astral traveled a lot when he was a kid, would lose his, like, just fly out of his body. This is when he was around five years old, he said. And then uh, one day, it was so fun. He loved doing it. And one day he went to go back into his body, couldn't get back in. Yeah. His body had been taken over by, well, he thought it was a demon. He said it was a very upsetting presence. And how old was he when this happened? Around five, maybe six, he said. Oh, and he didn't really oh. understand what to do. Somehow he managed to get back into his body and he said he'd never really done it since because it was absolutely real and absolutely terrifying. But I wish he'd been able oh to tell this God. story because he is fantastic. What a storyteller. And Bill, if you're listening to this, let me record you one day because you are brilliant. But anyway, moving right along. Okay. Well, it happens more often than we think, and it's more likely to happen when we are waking up. During REM sleep, dreaming takes place and the brain stem paralyzes the body by inhibiting motor neurons. Occasionally, this happens while a person is conscious. Uh-huh. So basically, okay. it's just our big old brains going going a little bit cray-cray and not being able to, to kind of compute what the hell's going so on. So it's, we're not possessed, according well, to them, according know. to them. According to the NHS, we're not possessed. So you can't ring up and say, my friend's just been lifted off the bed and she's very stressed out. They, they might say, well, she's got sleep paralysis. But then what do you say to the friend who's witnessed And what do you this? say to the friend who's had... Whose pants have been ripped off by a monster. Yeah, and then, like, bloody enjoys it. What do you say to her? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Dirty girl. <laughs> no, I mean, but I think the interesting thing here is that when there's a crossover between... The, the two people who are looking at it and and experiencing it and they're experiencing the same thing because that's not just mm. one person yes that is unexplained I so think. there you go supernatural maybe yeah or just stress on this on this occasion michelle because i experienced it myself i will ping i will agree with that one <laughs> it's unexplained yeah but it is definitely supernatural yeah um, because this yeah. reminds me also of a story, um, and I tell this to my sister's kids all the time. They love it. Um, my ex-boyfriend, Blake, he, I don't, can't remember if it was him or his brother. They, uh, one of them was asleep, lying, on, lying in bed, woke up because they felt a very heavy presence on the end of the bed, like somebody had sat down opened their eyes looked and there was this old lady looking back at them and she just put her fingers to her lips and went shh no but really and he was freaked <laughs> no, out no i'm not laughing at that experience i'm laughing at, at you my face. and she went shh. going shh. <laughs> oh, no it's very sweet michelle oh well done. but i i mean 
and, and chilling. And he was terrified. You know, it was a very scary experience mm. and uh, very real. But yes, maybe just yeah. sleep paralysis. I have heard that before from, from, a, from <laughs> lots of different places. Not from you, from other people. Not that very same, but very similar experiences. I, th- I think there's quite a few people have experienced that. And quite often they put it down to a guardian angel. Mm. Like it's the same person every time, the same okay. presence. And it's usually an old person, like a grandparent. Maybe it's a great grandparent. Sometimes they put it down to. I mean, I'm talking anecdotally here, clearly, because I've not experienced no, me that. Me either. More but than Andreas. Usually it? there are not a scary person yeah yeah well andreas is not scary yeah so and he didn't shh (laughs) he was dead to the world (laughs) poor little thing um (laughs) what he called your your fiance poor little oh no but i mean i feel like i take the piss out of him he's he won't listen to this podcast so he'll never hear it anyway well he doesn't support this he does not give he said it was not his cup of tea he doesn't even no, drink enough. tea. Well, it's not going to be everyone's. <laughs> he's a coffee drinker. <laughs> he said he he said he hears me talking even enough more at offensive. home. Just rude, well, rude. Well, you know what? It's a good outlet for us both, isn't it? To be able to just talk and talk and talk, and you have to bloody listen if you've joined yeah. us. You know, then sorry, sorry about that. Guys. But but um no, but all of this talk, especially all the the erotic stuff, it really re- uh, reminds me of. Do you remember that scene in Kill Bill? You'll have to remind me which particular Ooh, scene. Okay, uh, the one where uh, let's see, Uma Thurman. She yeah, she's, she's in, in it. it. She is. Uh, I, I did actually have a couple of notes. The here. bride. Yes, that's it. She was the bride. Yeah. And yes, I knew that. Oh. Is it a pub quiz? No. What are we doing? Oh, okay. okay, ready. <laughs> so it reminds me of the coma sex scene in Kill Bill. Uma Thurman. Oh, yes, because what happened? She uh, He came in and shot the place up. No, worse than that, what? she is in a coma for years. And the creepy hospital worker is selling her body for sex while she's in the, oh, in a coma God, to other dudes. And he's having sex with her as well. And then she Yuck. wakes up when this guy is molesting her. And then she kills him. And then the hospital worker knocks on the door. And it's like, hey, Stead, time's up. And he goes in. She's not in the bed. Dude is not lying in the bed. He's lying in a pool of blood. And she then stabs him in the ankle and he hits his head on the ground. And then she has a flashback to him saying, hey, I'm Buck and I'm here to fuck. And then she's like, oh, my God, this is also the guy that's been molesting me. And then she slams his head between the door and the wall and kills him. Fucking amazing. But how creepy. That's horrific. That so terrible. makes me feel very uncomfortable, I have to say. I hope it does. That's a day it's not yeah. going to make you feel good. I'm not loving that. No, but she was a am- I watched that film. How come I don't remember? That was it was burned into my brain that scene. Mm. It was terrible. Perhaps I had my eyes shut. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I shut my eyes and block my ears and wait really? for it to all be over. But do you yes. like scary movies? I I'm not into them. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't. No, I don't. It was all and super violence. I can't bear. No, me that either. Sometimes I put it down to Jen letting us watch all those movies when we were kids. What you've had burnout. <laughs> we were Evil Dead as a child. <laughs> oh, I never watched anything like that. Yeah. Oh, I did have another thing on Incubus Succubus actually. So, I, when I was doing some uh, some research on Incubus Succubus, I found this. This story, and I'm trying to find it now because I did write it down. It was about summoning an incubi. So you can actually call one to you. 
And it was from this uh, website called Pia. Can I just, I just need to just rectify something here. An incubi, it's an incubus or oh. several incubi. Oh, okay. So, yeah. what? She, Sorry, Michelle. She wanted a party. She, she, <laughs> so she wanted, she wanted the incubi ghost, to come. She wanted a ghost demon party. So, oh, God. So anyway, she was this journalist and she was calling, she calling, like, well, researching, and then she found this one called summoningsuccubus.com. doesn't exist don't, anymore. Don't you do it. I clicked oh. on it. It didn't, it, go, it went nowhere and it went to one of those, like, play, like, Holding pages where you have all the weird adverts for, like, you know, oh, Viagra and stuff. Creepy. Anyway, so it was this occult master called Eric Von Roth. And uh, you could, like, enter your email address and then you get, like, weekly uh, steps to summon your own incubus. So oh. she was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So the first one was, are you succubus material? And I think she must mean incubus here. But anyway, she says... I was worried because I didn't realize there was even possibility of ghost rejection. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, you had to fill out a questionnaire and then ask whether or not you'd prefer a succubus or an incubus. And I guess that's fair enough because if you're gay, you might want lady lady uh, succubus. And then it says, for what purpose do you wish to summon a sexual spirit? And there was an option for long-term friendship. What? And then there are more questions about like uh, sexual preference, like what other characteristics are important to me in my spiritual lover. (laughs) This is a demon dating site. It is. It's demon Tinder. And then, um, and then there was something like, oh, you know, uh, how much do you think this will take? And then she was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. And. and she Pull did it, and she didn't go through with it. But I was like, no. man, I'm going to sign up to this. And it was gone. No. It was gone. But then I feel like, oh, if you do something like that, are you, are you like, you know, asking for it in a bad way? Like, are you yeah. opening a, a portal which you don't want to open? It's funny, you know, I like to think of myself as being a bit more kind of inquiring and looking at both sides and things, but I would never even tempt that. No, it is tempting fate, isn't it? And that's it? because I've got a little bit of superstition going on. Me too. Me too. I, I mean, I, I'm i too much of a scaredy cat to do anything like that, but I would yeah. click. I don't think I'd give my email address, but I, I click to see if it still existed. Sadly, no. So okay. anyone out there who's listening who wants to summon their own demon lover, um, you have to find <laughs> another way. <laughs> You'll have to find another way. Oh, what a shame. I know, but I thought, oh, poor old Eric Von Roth. I wonder where he is now. Well, with his own succubus. (laughs) Get in touch. (laughs) And give us Jack Nicholson's email. No, No. poor old Jack. Oh, mate. Well, that was a thrilling ride. I tell you, it feels really good to get that off my chest. <laughs> me too, me too. And as long as as long as it wasn't an incubus on your chest, I'm sure you feel much oh. better. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Now, are we going to attempt an outro today? Oh, Jesus today? Christ. All right. Okay, maybe. We're concerned. We are concerned. Spotify, if you're listening to this and you think we're doing something wrong, sorry. We don't know what the rules are, but we're going to do this anyway. Mm. 